Yes, yes, people. It's your boy Daniel. It's your boy Darren. We're back for another episode of Eyes on the Ball. Um, we're coming in our in our in our different um, uniforms today. We're gonna be talking a bit of NBA, the first show of the new year. I mean, we haven't spoken a bit of NBA in a while, so we want to make sure we keep that consistency and bring you that weekly NBA content. Um, there's a lot of people that have been asking about the NBA and what we're going to be doing in terms of that. We just wanted to make sure that we had the, the ideas and things that we wanted to get in place set before we got it cracking, before we got it moving. But there's a lot to discuss. Go and let, let a couple games go as well. Let you know the season kind of Let it marinate, yeah, get some Ooh, rhythm. takeaways. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. It, Yo, juicy, I'm in a battle like Vidic. Yeah, man, I got 90 minutes. I got my eye on the ball, but I see red on my right, no Kimmich. But if you reach his pocket, I'm gonna see cards from Dean. That's a one match ban from leagues, so I can't ride out for the team. So I can't ride out for the team. If they ask me who the goal is, I gotta say Nicholas Bentner. I know I'm just joking, everyone knows that Messi is better. I'm trying to get my sterling up in the city, so see if we play. As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé. But all the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle, we get straight to the action. Come on, lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamatsi, we wear headbands for the fashion. If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball, yeah. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball, yeah. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball. Yeah, it's not. It's not without a plan. That's what I'll definitely say. So we got a lot of stuff that you can look forward to. A lot of guests that are going to be coming on, who are going to be giving their insights and giving their takes as well. So when it comes to the NBA, fam, there's only one place to be at, fam. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. But I allow Darren to take it away with what we're going to be discussing today, basically. Yeah, man. Um, as I said, we had to let the season, you know, find its rhythm. We wanted to let teams establish themselves. We don't want to be, you know jumping to conclusions too early but we'll be doing something similar to that in our um 10 early season observations that is the plan um it's pretty much self-explanatory um just gonna dive into some storylines that we find interesting across the league um early takeaways and uh yeah man uh we'll start from there um we'll let you go first in it daniel your first early season observation bro first or like storyline First early season observation is for, and it's definitely something that I need to do, like because people think that I just slander people and don't, I can't like appreciate what they're doing. But I think the Nets, like, look, the Nets, there were a load, a load of questions that were asked of the Nets. KD, will he come back the same? Kyrie, like all of that. I mean, one thing I will say is that everything I said about the Nets wasn't to do with how well they would perform on the court in terms of the players that they had. It was more to do with when that off the court thing, kind of Draymond, KD, kind of um, egos clash thing. How do they react to that? That's when I'll know if the, these men are big time. Like you see, Kobe and Shaq, stories revealed that they were even beefing when they were winning championships. Do you get what I'm saying? But they were able to win the championships, and that's what everyone remembers. So for me, it's when KD and Kyrie finally clash because I know they're boys. But when you when you play basketball, things happen and all of that. What will happen when they when they when like how will they react to that? But having said that, in terms of playing and what I've seen so far, what's their record right now? I think they're three and two. 
No, no, no. They're like three and four. Three and four. Okay. So they started losing a couple of games recently. That's why I'm gonna I'm gonna contrast your point in it. But, fair um, enough. No, fair enough. but no, yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair though, like look, when when we Oh, but I still think what you're saying is still um accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? What I'm saying is forget Kyrie. Forget their record, in it? But in terms of looking at KD and Kyrie and what they're trying to do there, what they're trying to build there, these men look like elite-level talent, innit? And it wasn't too long ago, before, obviously, maybe they started losing and all of that, you were saying Kyrie Levert leading the bench looks like a, a, a stroke. Six-man of the year candidate. I'm saying, six-man of the year candidate. It hasn't helped that Spencer Dinwiddie is obviously out for the season. But I think, look, we can't look too much into regular season records because it's, it's going to all be about the playoffs. And this year has already proven this is the wider storyline, but the wider storyline is, fam, COVID has obviously affected the league. Anyone can be anyone. Yeah. You saw the Mavs blow out the Clippers and then get blown out the the, the, the day after. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the only team that made it to the to the conference finals in both conferences with a um, plus 500 record is the Lakers. And that's great. So all the top teams are like, been poor. Yeah. So, fam, but yeah, in terms of what has struck out to me is KD. KD looks like if the Nets could easily, like if the Nets could go on the run, easily put himself in the MVP conversation. So, and really and truly, I don't think there's been a MVP candidate so far. Like, I don't think there's been someone who has said, I, this is my year kind of thing. Like, do you get what I'm saying? I don't know if you get what I mean. Like, you know, years gone by, you can kind of, after the first five games, you can kind of tell who, who's going to be the main guy, like going into the season. I don't think yeah. there's been that guy. If there has been, it's prob- I'd probably say maybe Trey Young. Trey Young's been consistent. And that's exactly who I was going to Let me rebuttal your Nets uh, oh, take, God. and then I'll get on to my Trey Young and the Hawks take. Yeah, but, um, yeah I, I agree with what you're saying. In terms of KD and Kyrie, like they've come, they've come into this season and they've just proved themselves once again. Not that they had to do it, but it's just it real reaffirmed what we already knew that for me this is the best scoring duo ever like I think so. the only what yeah from the only duo you could probably put up there with them is Shaq and Kobe because LeBron and AD it's not just scoring with those guys yeah, it's, yeah, they're yeah. elite do you know what I mean Re, that man can give you AD's basically double double every night LeBron's a triple double every night do you know what I'm saying they're giving you everything in terms of scoring the ball Shaq and Kobe um, up there, and then it's KD and Kyrie. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I think those are the two duos. Um, I think they've definitely proved that, but my concern is that the rest of the team and just the whole how they're going to develop throughout the season. Because, um, as you mentioned, Spencer Dinwiddie, ACL gone for the season, that's your starting shooting guard in, in, in a team which is not as deep as we thought. Do you know what I'm saying? Now they're starting Timothy TLC, Luau Cabarro. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're starting TLC, and that's you're a bit him. like you're burning him. You're burning him. He's good, isn't he? He's decent. He's improved a lot. No, but he shouldn't like, be. He shouldn't be starting on that next team. Well. I'm saying he's not a starting caliber player on a championship team. Yeah. And it's a thing whereby, if they wanted to change that, who do they put into the starting lineup? Yeah. Because Kyrie Levert's role is already set in stone. Unless you want to maybe put Torian Prince in the starting lineup, but I don't know if you want to do that because you need a wing to come off yeah. the bench, come off the bench as well. Um, I think that that thing with the injury is huge, bro. Because not only 
did you lose your starter? You lost your most valuable trade piece because you don't want to... I don't think they want to trade Karis Levert. In it. You don't trade your sixth man of the year during the season. Do you know what I'm saying? His what, they've done is, what they've done, though, is they've applied for a disability... Uh, exemption, yeah, exemption. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna get uh, extra. Like, obviously, they need to clear one space on the roster, which would be easy. But then they get space. No, and I think I think they might even grant you the extra space because of the injury, innit? I think what I was reading though is that you basically have to clear one space to then bring on one guy. But, oh, okay, yeah. So they might have to wave someone, but yeah, yeah, that would be easy for them. Yeah, there's guys exactly. to wave. But it's just a matter of who can they find someone that that That's can it. play that role. Do you get what I'm saying? It. Yeah. Really out there, maybe JR. Who else? Who else you want to put in there? That like, starting shooting guard caliber. I don't even Dion. know who the free agents are right now. Bro, Dion Waiters, JR. Who, who else you want to throw in there? Shumpert, Iman, Jamal. There's a Crawford. Jamal, but he's not a starter. Yeah, like, there's not. a couple guys that 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 maybe can squeeze in, but it's gonna to be tough to replace, bro. And the following point, he's your most valuable trade piece, bro. Because for me, as much as I like him as a player. He doesn't make a lot of sense in the starting lineup because yeah. Kyrie and KD are going to take the most of the shots, and then Joe Joe um, Harris is one of the best shooters in the league. Yeah, you know what I mean, so he's he deserves the third most amount of shots as well. Do you know what I'm saying? So didn't really didn't really make a lot of sense in the starting lineup either for me. So I think because I think you could have traded him and got something very very nice. Like a lot of teams would want a Spencer Dimwitty type guy. So yeah, it's going to be. Um, Tough to replace him. No, definitely. But next thing I wanted to touch on, uh, my first observation is Trey Young, man. Um, and, and the Atlanta Hawks. I just love what they're doing over there. As you said, less about their record, more about um, just the way that they're playing, the way that they're developing as a team. Yeah. I love the development of um, Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. Um, and I like the fact that they haven't put... Um, Bogdanovich into the starting lineup. Yeah, um, that's up. That's I thought they would do that. I thought they'd instantly just put Bogdanovich into the starting lineup. But what um what they've managed to do there? <laughs> no, that's my art. Go on. Oh no, it's calm. What they managed to do there has made a lot of sense. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like it's not been as predictable as we thought. We thought, all right, cool. All the guys that they brought in, we know the, the best players are going to start. But now it's, it's been smart. And the, on that Hawks team, the guy who's been really impressed me is John Collins, man. John he, Collins. He's a, he's a piece that he fits on any team. Any team Bro. in the league, he fits on that Bro, he's, he's a he's a 40% three-point shooter. Oh, and yeah. he's one of the best lob catchers in the league. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's very hard to find that blend of player, especially at um, power forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mostly that guy's a big man. And he's active on defense. Like, look, what the Hawks have done is that they've they've built a team, especially where Trey Young is a very, very is a huge liability on defense. They've built a team which like it's focused. It's surrounded him with defenders, fam. Exactly. Because Capella is an important piece as well. Hundred percent. Because Capella is one of the best. Like in terms of feet moving, perimeter defending, Capella can can do that. Do you know what I'm saying? And he's long. And he protects the rim. And he protects the rim. So that's everything you want in your center. To be honest. What's the carry on? So yeah, no, literally about the Hawks. The Hawks are doing well. They're do, they're doing their thing. Um, for me, shut the door. Get these antis out of there. <laughs> nah, that's calm. But if if I'm talking about the East and who have who's impressed me the most, it's definitely 
the 76ers. I say it with a pinch of salt though, because I don't think they faced anyone of anyone like that's a real test of note yet. Obviously, they did have one blowout loss against the Cavs, but Embiid didn't even play that game. So, hey, um, call it what you will. But the 76ers are looking like a real, like Doc Rivers looks like maybe he has found a team that he can mold in his image and all of that. I mean, Embiid, you you called it in the preseason. You said, look, if he if he stays healthy, he could easily put himself in MVP conversation. And right now, he's averaging 23 and 12. If the 76ers get the, the the number one seed in the East, it will be because of um, Embiid. Do you know what I'm saying? It'll be because of how well Embiid is playing. You got Ben Simmons, who can average. A, he can. I think Ben Simmons is the next player to um, average a triple double for the season. Like he can easily do that in my opinion. Bro, and he could potentially win Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. Do you know what I'm saying? So, boy, like the, sky, the sky's the limit for Ben Simmons. And then you got Tobias Harris. Look, Tobias Harris was when when the Tobias Harris initially got traded to the 76ers. Like he left the Clippers in the richest form of his life and that was under Doc Rivers do you get what I'm saying like he was getting buckets like he was he, Man, he was in all-star in conversation all-star. yeah no he did He wasn't he picked that year no no he weren't an all-star oh he weren't an all-star but he was in the conversation do you know what I'm saying definitely. fam like he was a like he was a bucket like a walking bucket and obviously he regressed for the last two years but now he's been looking good as well recently so for me the 76ers what they're doing over there and the key to it is the spacing it's, there's now more space on the floor for Ben Simmons and Embiid to go to work when you talk about um, there's this um, like percentage effectiveness that I can't remember what the actual name of the stat is but it showed that when the floor was more spaced like two three years back Joel yeah Embiid, I know I know the stat you're talking about it's basically yeah. um it's Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid's net rating when they were on the court together. Exactly, exactly. And that when decreased. JJ Redick, yeah, when JJ Redick, um, Sarich, Covington, Covington yeah, there, yeah. facing the floor for them, they were playing well together. So, fam, they, fam, listen to the, I think they were plus 18 with exactly. those guys. Last year with Al Horford and all those guys, they were plus 0. 0.5 or something like that. Fam, and it's like, it just goes to show how not easy it is, but how savvy Daryl Morey is because he's come in, made the trades, he, he's recognised it straight away and basically done what we've been crying out for the 76ers to do. Either trade Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons or provide them with the piece, pieces to be successful, do you get what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And that's for what's real. been done. So, um, give them yeah, a-, a lot of key points in there, bro. Um, to add to that, I think an underrated, underrated pickup is Seth Curry, fam. Because not only is he a knockdown shooter, Statistically, you know, he's the best shooter in NBA history, right? Oh, swear. I didn't even know he's that. He's got the highest three-point percentage in NBA history. Mad. Mad. And not only that, I like him. Uh, he's an underrated defender. And then also, he's an underrated ball handler because you don't have to be able to handle the ball like Steph to get your shot off. Do you get what I'm saying? Especially when you're an elite shooter like that. Do you get what I'm saying? So... Bro, he can put the ball on the floor. And I think as the season progresses, they're going to clock. The defense is going to have to push up to the three-point line to stop him. And you know what I'm saying? Put, put the ball in his hands more and you'll create lanes for Embiid and Simmons to, exactly. to attack the rim. And the thing is, what's mad is that you can't risk flooding the paint because you leave a guy like Seth Curry open for a nice, easy three. You get what I'm saying? saying? And on top of that, for me, like, it's kind of 
not an indictment, but it it, it kind of reflects badly on the Mavs. Because for me, if the Mavs aren't as successful as they plan to be, it's because they've put even more responsibility in Doncic's Don hands. Seth Curry takes the ball out of Doncic's hands on occasions when you need a new man to run the offense. I know you sacrificed Seth Curry for more defense because defense was an issue. But at the same time, I do think an issue is when you have one ball handler on the team who literally conducts the offense every single minute of every single time. That's what I personally believe. That's the reason why Doncic's shooting isn't that great. He's settling for shots that aren't great. He's nah, bad looks. He fam, he probably averages less than one catch and shoot free a game. Do you know what I'm saying? That's and that's that's not not that it's not good enough, but you want your primary ball handler to also have situations where he can get easy frees. Harden doesn't exactly. always, like if you watch a Houston Rockets game, Harden doesn't always get frees that he needs to literally go to work. Fam, sometimes he gets the, the frees where it's spaced out because you have other shooters, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker in the corner. Fam, John Wall is a double digit assist guy. You know what I'm saying? So they, you need someone who can also find you and that's what Seth Curry provides on that 76ers team. Ben Simmons is then um, like he doesn't have the responsibility of ensuring that he runs the offense. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. even now, as Ben Simmons can be on the court in the fourth quarter, that was the big question. Can Ben Simmons be on the court in the fourth quarter just because he can't shoot? Now he can be because you have that threat of Ben Simmons in the paint doing his thing. And then you've also got Seth Curry who's out there spreading the floor. So, yeah, man. Got and listen, Ben Simmons is knocking down a couple threes, baby. This is knocking down them corner threes, Stop. letting it fly. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> He's feeling himself a little bit from the arc. So hopefully that progresses throughout the season. But um, next thing I wanted to touch on, um, they, they've picked up a couple wins as of late. Um, Chef Wardell went absolutely crazy, 62. But I'm still not sold on the Warriors. Um, I, the guy who I love, Draymond Green. Draymond Green you already know that's my guy, is the all-round basketball if, if player. There was a, if, the, if there was a player who represented me, if, if I was to be a basketball player, I'd be Draymond still. Bro, like, don't even look at the stat sheet when you're, when you're judging Draymond Green. You have to watch the game because I love what he brings to the table, innit? In terms of um, his defence, his playmaking, he is, his handle's underrated. Like, he can get to places on the floor. Very few can uh, at, his, at his position. Mm. Um, I think that will help Steph a lot as well, you know, getting him off the ball and stuff like that. But I just don't believe in anyone else on the roster. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, obviously, Steph, Steph and Draymond, two all-stars, solid. But it, it's more, it takes more than that to compete, especially in the West. Like I said, going into the season, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And... Um, for me, it's because of the likes of Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins. I think James Wiseman's done well, but he's still a rookie. Like asking a rookie to be such a pivotal piece is, is tough to do. Um, Pascal, uh, Marquis Chris actually got injured, but they're just their depth, like their three through eight. I just don't think it's good enough. Um, Kelly Oubre, I, I thought he was going to be a good pickup. Even he's been disappointing. Andrew well, Wiggins. I, I did tell you about Kelly Uber. Right yeah, yeah. And I did tell you about Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is expected to be the second option on this team. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's like... He was the second option in Minnesota, bro. And they, they couldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I guess what it comes down to is... Look, Steve Kerr and the Warriors, obviously... Like, we're seeing it. Like, Steph Curry 
Draymond Green we're seeing the IQ of this team is not like of exactly. teams Where gone by do you know what I'm saying they need to build a totally new culture build a totally new mindset in some of these guys that's why I think they're clocking now the past few games by the way they're deep in that similar to what Dame was saying Dame said Steph is deep in he's not going to get the quality looks that he got before he's going to have to shoot a lot more contested shots do you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's why he's, I think, letting it fly a little bit more now. Bro. Yeah, no, 100%. So, like, it's for me, like, with the Warriors, you just have to look at um, what do you think is the ceiling for this team? What, the, what what are the capabilities of this team? Look, you could easily... And that's why the main thing I want to touch on in terms of the Warriors, though, is when people are tweeting stuff like, he needs to carry this team to the playoffs. If he doesn't carry this team to the playoffs, it shows that he's not the guy everyone 40 years. He's not better than Westbrook, blah, blah. Come on, man. Let's 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 put our thinking caps on and let's be serious now. <laughs> let's understand the situation. That if anything, you could even make the argument that Westbrook Westbrook wants a bad team. Like he wants to be in that. That's what he's trying. Do you know what I'm saying? He like some players have that in them, like that DNA where they can look at Jimmy Butler. Bro, fam. You know what it is some some players raise your floor. Some players raise your ceiling. Exactly. Steph Curry is a, is a ceiling raiser. It's a bit Where's like. Westbrook? The floor is it's a it's a bit like Klopp and Pep. The debate we always have. They say Pep turns very good players with good potential to world class players. Klopp can take literally normal players and put them in a system, and it exactly. just works. It's literally that comparison. And look, in in the NBA, I guess look if if you ask a player, if you look at Steph Curry and Westbrook, I don't want to compare them, but let's let's do it just for the sake of the people who are tweeting in Steph Curry's name. If you say if you ask all the GMs right now in the league, who would you take, Steph Curry or Westbrook? What are they saying, fam? Not even a conversation. Bro, if both of them are on the trading block, yeah, look how hard it was to trade Westbrook. You ha- you literally had to find the perfect... If the Wizards didn't want Westbrook, I don't know where he goes. Bro, you had to take on the worst contract in the league to get rid of Westbrook. Fam. John Wood is literally the worst contract in the league. And, like, it's like, if that didn't even go through... Where would he have realistically gone to? Like, you would have had to do the dumbest of things to your roster to get Westbrook on team. Remember, I was saying maybe the Hornets, but they wouldn't even have gone looking because... Exactly. Lamelo is doing. Fam, if Steph, if Steph Curry was, on, was put on the trading block right now, I can guarantee you every single GM in the league will create a package. Cool. Yeah, exactly. What? You, you think man that won't cripple their whole um, future to get Steph Curry? Bro. To get Steph Curry, sorry. Bro, come on, we need to yeah, put... Yeah, no, nah, if we're being honest, bro, anyone that's saying... It's not it's not an indictment on comparing him to other yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just trying to make... No, I'm saying, I'm saying the people that are doing that are... Yeah, convenient. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. don't, don't say it are because... He can't carry this team to the playoffs. It affects his legacy type thing. Come I on, don't man. Think. It's not a that team. He's how many? How many players? Team. How many players honestly can carry a team successfully to the playoffs? I think there's probably like two. I think Harden for sure, LeBron, LeBron KD, KD. But we and maybe can Kawhi. You, yeah, and maybe Kawhi. Put Kawhi there. Like I don't think Giannis. 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 You think Giannis can carry a team to the playoffs? Yeah. Giannis in the regular season, definitely. Back-to-back MVP, bro. Yeah, no, it's true, it's true. I'd, I'd even I'd throw Westbrook in there, to be honest. I'd throw him in there. Because that, that OKC team you got to the playoffs, what, what, they were bad still. Yeah, yeah. 
Why? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the second best player was what Victor Oladipo, and he wasn't even Oladipo of now. Yeah, that was young with Oladipo. No, it's true. Yeah, that it's team good. that he dragged to the playoffs was an impressive showing, man. But, but as yeah, far as the Steph Curry the player, stuff, yeah. Steph Curry's been not been doing that. But bro, let's not forget he averaged like thirty points a game. Do you know what I mean in the regular season before? Yeah, do you know what I mean he's been a back-to-back MVP. You first unanimous MVP. So um, yeah, his legacy set in stone. I just think that they're their success this season, it's going to be tough, man. Because the, the West is no joke, fam. You think it's capped, yeah? You think, what's their ceiling? Eighth seed? Yeah, de- definitely. And even that, you know what? The truth is, it's still a playing. It's still a playing game, isn't it? Yeah, so even if they get the ninth or tenth seed, I reckon they'll beat whoever's in 7-8. Because you've got, in a, in a one-game situation or two-game situation, you're going to have the best player on the court. Do you know what I'm saying? Steph Curry will be the best player on the court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, they'll probably find their way into the playoffs one way or another. But I just think they, they will lose in the first round. You think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's your observation. We'll do the last one and then we'll move on to disappointing. Or do you want to move on to that now? Um, last observation is that... Ooh, let me think. What, what, do, what do I think my last observation is? I think, look, I don't think it's the strongest, but I think the Clippers kind of have been slept on, in it? In the hysteria around the Lakers and the Nets and even a bit of the Bucks coming back into contention and that people have forgotten about the Clippers, in it? Like, as much as the Clippers had a... Ver- you have to remember that they, pro- they have a... Like, we have to anticipate them playing with a chip on their shoulder when the playoffs come around again, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? We're not going to fit... Like, when LeBron had his meltdown in the heat what happened the year after came with a vengeance do you know what I'm saying that was probably his best season ever do you know what I'm saying so like um, why no one wants to be too quick to jump on the Clippers bandwagon especially in the regular season is because we've seen them do it in the regular season we know they can be good in the regular season it's about when the players come round but at the same time you want to put yourself in the position so that when the players do come round you're playing well the chemistry's there look um you look at pickups like Luke Kennard, he's he's been ten times better than what Shamit was doing for them last season already. You look at um Ibaka mm-hmm. and the role the, Serge Ibaka and the role he's playing. Look, I love Montrez Harrell, but Ibaka's be- is a better player for him, is a better fit for him, a better fit for them on that team. And he's thriving in the bigger role that he's having now for the Clippers as well. Do you know what I'm saying? And obviously that chemistry with Kawhi is there. And I think it's what was needed. It's hundred percent what was needed. And then on top of that, like Nicholas Batum, like people forgot Batum before he got that contract was a was a bad boy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's a reason why he had that he got that contract. And for me, any ad, anything else you get from Batum is is good. Do you know what I'm saying? Any because extra we can't you even get, forget he's in Marcus Morris's spot right now. Marcus Morris exactly. is still coming back. Marcus Morris has still got to come back, and he's a quality elite scorer in this league as well. Like he would give you a nice 16 a game easily do you know what I'm saying so when you've got that quality there then you can't write this team off because now this team has balance it's got the coach now you're just asking your two best players to rise up to the occasion when it comes around and it looks like Kawhi as well is not going to load manage as much he's going to play the season basically and that's that, that can only be good for them do you know what I'm saying the more games they play together it's 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 like it's basically something for the rest of the league to watch out for. Because, and there was something interesting that someone said. I've forgotten who said it, but it's like 
the Clippers raise their game whenever the Lakers come round, for example. When it's the Lakers, they want to play their best and they play their hardest. If they can have that mentality throughout the regular season and throughout the playoffs, no matter who they play, I think they will be the toughest team to beat if they have that mentality. Do you know what I'm saying? And speaking of that mentality, I think, to be honest, it all comes down to one guy. And... We, we we stick it on him a lot. His CV's not great. Into, I'm talking about Paul George. Mm. Um, he's come out balling. Like, he had a couple bad games when they got blown out, but he's still, like, carrying the low type thing, putting up big yeah. numbers. Um, and I like what I'm... He- not, not that... Yeah, I guess in terms of his success, I like what I'm hearing in his post-game presses. Like, he's saying, oh, people are judging me based on last year type thing. Like, I know I have to prove them wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that mentality that that sees you throughout a season. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the kind of thing that you're like, yeah, that's that's my motivation throughout the year. When yeah. hard times come, when you're in the playoffs, that's when that How motivation do you react? Comes yeah. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm listen, no one doubts his skill level. You know what I'm saying? Everyone knows that he's one of the most skilled players in the league. It's yeah. just a matter of can you rise to the occasion? And um it's still yet to be seen, but from what we've seen so far. Looks like he's well, wearing up to do so. Um, my last one, I'll go with. It's 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 a broad one. Um, I don't want to single anyone out, but it's just um, emerging young players. So I've gone with three guys that are standing out to me, um, and we can touch a little bit on all of them. Um, I go with Sabonis, the monster Sabonis, Indiana. He is basically putting up a triple double every night. <laughs> like he is a monster. He had game winner already this season. Um, yeah. He's clearly become their number one option. Um, Victor Oladipo is still there, but he's leading them now. And um, yeah, I just love his game. Like he's hard to stop. And he's also shooting threes again now as well, which is good. So um, he's looking like he's gonna have a big time season. Um, be an all star once again. Um, yeah. Another guy I have to shout out, Jalen Brown. Um, it's still early days, but we need to talk about who's the best player on the Celtics. <laughs> Jason Tatum just dropped 40 last night, but J- Jalen Brown dropped 42 a couple nights ago. And Jalen Brown, I, I, he must be shooting like 80% from free right now. Because anytime I'm watching him play, that guy's shots are just dropping what's from downtown. Is, what's mad is that even when, even despite him drop, Tatum dropping 40, in that, like, in the in the last stretch, before Tatum hit basically what turned out to be the game winner, Jalen Brown was the one who hit that clutch shot. Clutch free. Clutch free. Exactly. To put them in that position for Tatum to hit the game winner. Do you know what I'm saying? Bro, trust me, don't sleep. Like, I... I, I you, you've, been, you've been telling me I've that. I've telling you, Jalen Brown. That's, that's why he was one of my first early picks in, in, the, fantasy, in the fantasy draft that we've got. Bro, Jalen Brown is a serious stud. Do you get what I'm saying? And obviously, what he's doing for that team as well. Like, one thing that we've been crying out for for the Celtics is stop doing these dramatic trades where you're just getting all these stars, trying to win now, innit? Let your young studs, your two... Develop. Exactly. Let them develop. Let your two main guys develop. And they're finally seeing that now, innit? Like, that's what is happening now. Maybe they've stumbled upon it, but... At least it's here, in it? If you give Tatum and Brown maybe like two years to just develop, bro, you don't need another star. You don't need you don't. another one. They don't. You That's can make it. an argument that 
they're gonna they could be toe to toe with Kawhi and Paul George in two years' time. Do you know what I'm saying? Easily, that can definitely you can make the argument. Definitely, the argument is there. So, boy, and what stands out to me about Jalen Brown is his efficiency, bro. Like the guy last year, he was near 50, 40, 90. Yeah, close. This year, bro, he's still crazy efficient. And it's not even like, bro. I think I saw. Um, I didn't watch the game, but I look at the box score. Donny had like like thirty or something, and on eighteen shots or like twelve for eighteen. I was like, what this guy is. Um, like, let's not. Uh, what what Jalen Brown does even more that I love so much is his defense. He's a dog on defense, and I think shot maybe down defender, bro. And and just imagine that now you have a team where you've got Tristan Thompson, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. You've got dogs. You got guys who, mm-hmm. who, who, who like if you, if you even try and sniff the basket, they're on you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's what you want in your team. That's the culture you wanna you wanna give off, so that for other players who wanna join the team, like you've got that infectious culture already there. And Jalen Brown is literally the epitome of that culture, man. No, for real, man. Um, last guy I wanted to shout out, Brandon Ingram, man. Um, I've always thought we we didn't have the conversation going into it with the zone guys and um yeah. ID as well. I was saying, listen, Brandon Ingram in a few years can be a top ten guy. Yeah. And I said I said it for a reason, bro. I think he's one of the most skilled players in the league. And what makes him so unique is his length. Like he is so long that you basically can't guard the guy. Like his mid-range shot is so smooth. smooth. Whenever he, whenever he gets to it, it's basically unstoppable. Because his release is so high. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love Brandon Ingram's game. His playmaking has taken leaps this season as well. Um, he's a good defender. He's shooting a free. Um, last season, he shot a career high. This season, he's keeping it up. He's free throws as well. Before last year, he was a poor free throw shooter. Now, I think he's 80%, 80% plus. So, um, yeah, man. People are always hyping up Zion, saying that Zion's the future face of the league. I've said it before, and I'll say it again now. Zion ain't the best player on that team. Fam. Zion ain't the number one option. Do you get what I'm saying? The ball will be in Brandon Ingram's hands where it should be. And, Do you get what and, I'm saying? And like, let's 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 even break it down. Like Brandon Ingram, yeah. Like there's a reason why people are saying he's the second coming of KD. Do you know what I'm saying? And there's and I, I can guarantee you some some Laker, Laker, um, officials and all of that some people will be making like whispering here and there like imagine like we could have easily put Kuzma instead of Ingram and pushed for that like that could have easily happened do you know what I'm saying and imagine you had Ingram AD and LeBron my goodness, my goodness. <laughs> that would have just been unfair be unfair be would have been unfair but in terms of Ingram and what he's doing right now like bro this guy is a serious serious scorer like you, if you don't watch Pelican games, you just maybe look at the box score and you just see Brandon Ingram and you'll see he's on 25 already. Like, and you're easy, just like, easy. Where, where did that come from? Do you know what I'm saying? And I th- one thing that you need, to, I want to point out above all things that he has done this season, obviously, it's still been early, it's, it's an early start. We can't look too much at the stats and whatnot, but his, you can see that he's become a better playmaker. I mean, last year he was averaging four assists a game, this year he's averaging six assists a game. So, like, he's becoming a better playmaker, getting guys open looks. Like, if he can add if he can add that to his game now, when he finally hits his prime, he's going to be unstoppable. Like, he's... Oh, going to- because he's going to be a special playmaker and a special scorer. Exactly. Like, that's like... A combination that's, like, raw. So rare. So yeah. rare. Especially because 
the guy that you'd say is the epitome of that now was like LeBron. Do you know what I mean? LeBron's obviously elite playmaker. But LeBron, most of his stuff is going to the basket. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you build a wall, you, you try to stop him that way. Brandon Ingram, the guy will rise up and shoot over anybody. Yeah. Combine that with his playmaking, bro, the guy is basically going to be unstoppable to stop in a few years, fam. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I think he's one of the the best young players in the league just because he's so unique, fam. Mm-hmm. He's a unique guy, man. But let's move on to... Um, we'll start with the teams that's disappointed us, isn't it? Disappointed us. Um, we'll start with teams and then we'll move on to um, a, a potential player if you want to get into that. But, um, yeah, for you, what team has been uh, the most disappointing? I think it's easy for me, isn't it? Like, the team that's been most disappointing for me is the Raptors. Um, I had a lot of stock in Siakam. Um taking like leaps I thought maybe he'd he'd become a player who is a regular season player and the next step for him is to become a playoff player and there's nothing wrong with that I mean not everyone becomes a playoff player instantly do you know what I'm saying and obviously coming off the back of a ring it's not easy to make the transition from being the number three arguably I'd I'd even say he was number three Oh, Brian and, Larry, yeah, that. and then he got maybe got promoted to number one option. That like, they expected him to be doing a lot of stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? As well as contributing on defense, but they've taken a step backwards. I mean, they've lost a lot of important pieces. Mark Gasol's obviously not there anymore, and it's like, what's the next step now? Like, as much as, as much as the Kawhi, you will ne- you will never regret the Kawhi move. Now we're seeing the effects of that move. Do you know what I'm saying? Now we're seeing what we expected. Losing the main guy for nothing results in a situation where, in a franchise where not many players really want to go there if they're American already. You've got a situation now where you're going to have to blow this up. You're going to have to start. Like, I've already, I've said this, like, and I'm saying it now on the pod. I think think you blow this up, but they're not looking great right now in terms of how efficient they are. The, the seamless offense that they used to have, as well as the the high energy defense that Nick Nash obviously implemented, and bro, the crazy thing is, yeah, they're still top five defensively. You know, that just says how bad their offense is. Yeah, I'm saying that they can't uh, close games and that because they're still one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah, but offensively, they've been poor, poor man. I think uh, you touched most of it, but. Siakam, man, don't think he's number one option. Yeah. yeah I mean, especially on a, a top, a top team. Um, I think he's just... Peace, like, he's not a guy that is going to score the ball when the pressure is on him to score. Yeah. He's going to score when defences aren't keying in on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, don't, I think blowing it up may be harsh because, as you said, what other guy is going to want to commit to playing in Toronto? Um, it depends on you know I what's going on around the league. Who's available? It's about holding holding picks, man. That's what people are doing right now. There's picks available. I mean, I'm not for that. And for me, I don't think Masai Ujiri will do that either. I don't think he's a win now type of guy. I don't think he'll. I think if he is going to blow it up, he's going to go and build another. He's going to do another Kawhi situation. I think he's he'll bro. He'll give away Van Vliet or not Van Vliet. I think he'll give away Siakam and Lowry. To, to get, get a guy like, to get a guy, even Siakam and Ananobi to yeah. get harder. Do you know what I'm saying? I think, but that's if he's if he wants to blow it up in it. 
Yeah. Um, it depends if he still believes in like Siakam and them and there, but yeah, man, they 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 need to improve, man, a lot. But then again, you know, Nick Nurse, um, a lot of people regard him as the best coach in the league. I reckon um in the long term they will um sort things out still. I, I, it's, it's the thing I still is think about, there will be question marks around Siakam, innit? Yeah, and look, the thing is, they're not one in five because of coaching. They're one in five because they haven't been good enough. Like, like just like you said, they're still a top five defense in the league, but offensively they stink. Like I said that off the air, like they stink as a team, and for them, of course, again it's still early. So these are just all little early observations they could go on a 10 game winning streak for all we know but as of now they haven't been good enough do you know what i'm saying to the standards that we hold them to and th- th- they just haven't reached those yet they got to a what they just got to a game seven man they almost got to the eastern conference finals again so that's the expectation for them right now eastern conference finals nba finals and they look like they might not even make the playoffs right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Obviously, again, it's still early. I think they still will make the playoffs. But at the same time, you still need to get the results on the board. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, facts. They've definitely been poor. Um, similar team I'll go with. Um, team I had high expectations for the, the Washington Wizards, man. Um, they started off 0 5. They've got um, picked up back to back wins, picked up a big win against the Nets. Um, big win. We might have to have a little side convo about KD and Kyrie in the clutch. <laughs> but, um, but to stick to stick to the topic at hand, um, yeah, man, starting 0 and 5 is unjustifiable, man. Um, Russ was even refusing to talk to the media and things like that. I think him and Bradley Bill know you got to do better than that. Like you can't dig yourself a hole and expect to dig yourself out of it. You know, um, yeah. T- bro, the, the the Magic started off like four and zero, and that's who you're going to be competing with. To, for a playoff spot do you know what I'm saying so you're already so many games back to start the season which yeah. was disappointing um, I think Russ to start the season was disappointing settling too much for jumpers not getting um, yeah to be honest he, he's, he's, he's been damning it up but I just feel like as a team they're not getting um, the other guys involved enough like um, and that's what you've been saying basically like, exactly not, yeah. you know what I'm saying Denny of Dihar came in as a playmaking forward yeah, they're basically just asking them to shoot freeze type well, thing, yeah. yeah, so I I think they can get more from the guys they have. Thomas Bryant's been playing well, but you still got Denny of DR. Rui Hachimura just came back and he played really well against the Nets. Yeah, you still got Bertans, like you still got guys there that can contribute. So I'm expecting things to turn around um, for them over there. Um, who, so what, um, should, what should we do? Disappointing player as well, or we'll move on to impressive team? Um, disappointing player. Has there been a player who's disappointed me so far? Let me have a look. I'd, I'd say, do you know what? Do you know who I would say? Yeah, go. Who has disappointed me the most? You know who I was gonna say, yeah. Do you know who I would say? Do you know who I'd say? It might be harsh. I was gonna say Giannis, you know. That's how I, I think he's. He, I think he's come back now. From yeah, the yeah, last yeah. Time. He had a big game last night, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he started the season out slow. Like it was a bit like, yo, like what is he taking the regular season off this time or something? He's trying to do a LeBron. <laughs> he's he's already conceded. Or he's thinking, right, I ain't gonna win MVP. So what's the point? I said, but, I said do a LeBron when he's still not even in his prime yet. Nah, he's that's not, what I'm saying. What um, I would yeah. say is, 
maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but he's definitely stepped it up as of late. Who I would say it might be harsh, but the reason why I'm gonna be harsh is because we gave him a lot of credit last year, innit? And it's Jimmy Butler. Yeah, we that's who I was thinking. Him. We're putting Jimmy Butler in our top ten, saying he's top ten going for, like in this new season. So, bro, you showing me top ten stuff in it. Obviously, the Heat three and three, but in terms of him individually, we wanted to maybe see a step up in terms of taking over. Like what we saw in that game, game four, five, four, four, four. What we saw in game four against the Lakers is what we want to really see on a nightly basis. You know how the argument that was being made is that Butler used up all his energy on one night and did what LeBron has been doing for his whole career every night. Yeah. yeah. Basically showing you the levels in it. But exactly. we wanted to see him take that step to at least do it on a more consistent... Because, look, Jimmy Butler can score the ball. Let's not get it twisted. Just because he doesn't shoot and take jumpers, which I believe Definitely. he should take more of because he can shoot. Definitely, he should take more of But he can score. He can drive to the basket. He can. He's strong. He can finish well. He finishes very well. He gets to the line as much as anyone in the league as well. Do you know what I'm saying? But he's currently averaging 10, 10 points, I think three assists, five rebounds, something like that. Um, or even the other way around. It's it's not it's not good reading. And obviously it's not just about box ball, but even in the playing that like, I want to see a more aggressive Jimmy Butler. I want to see him say, All right, give me the ball, like as if it's the playoffs right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's all to play for. You really like you don't want to be in a situation where you're like five games behind. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Don't want to fall behind. Literally, like what we talk about with football all the time. You just don't want to fall behind because right now, anyone you're picking up wins anyway. You, apart from the teams that are at the top, you just can't predict because it's just volatile in terms of on a nightly basis who's winning. Who who predicted this next like mini slump where it's now a bit inconsistent? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They lost four. Their last five, fam. Yeah, we didn't see this coming. Exactly. Um, move on to to. Standout teams and standout players. Standout team for me, I go with the Phoenix Suns, man. Um, dropped one recently. Uh, I think yeah, against the, against the Nets. Um, Paul, no, 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 Clippers. Sorry, Paul George and Devin Booker going at it. Um, that was a good game. They dropped that one, but apart from that, bro, they're five and two record tie for top seed in the West. Um, and I just like the, the setup of that team, bro. Like Chris Paul doesn't force it, mm. so he's the type of guy that will allow Mikael Bridges to go off for 20 on an odd night. Get Cam Johnson shots, allow him to contribute. Yeah. Even a guy like Javon Carter, I like what he brings, bro. Like, defensively, he's solid and he's improved his jump shot a lot. So, um, I think, and we know what Devin Booker brings to the table. Devin Booker, one of the best scorers in the league, um, carries them, closes games for them. Um, I love what he's been doing. Um, and DeAndre Ayton, fam. Like, I just love that whole team and Monty Williams as well. One yeah. of the better coaches in the league. I've lo- I loved what they've been doing to start the season. And um, I said it before the season and I still stand, bro. You don't want to see that team in the first round of the playoffs. I don't care. I mean, even talking about the Lakers, I don't care who it is. Not that they would lose, but you don't want to face that team. Like, that yeah. is the wrong team to get matched. The teams will be doing their best to dodge that team in the first round. Nah. I agree. I agree with you. I think for me, again, I think we've already mentioned them, but the standout team for me has been the 76ers because of the questions that have been asked of them. New management, new front office, new players on the court. Like There's been a load of questions, a load of change 
And 76ers are prob- probably the team under the most pressure in terms of teams that have been, like, we've been waiting for them to do a lot for so long and nothing has happened. So now that they've made, like, dramatic changes in terms of shifting culture, shifting the people in roles, like a total change of or a freshness to it, they, they, they've been rising to the occasion. Again, like I said earlier, I don't think they've had a real test yet, but still, you can only beat what's in front of you and they're, they're doing well so far as the number one seed in not only the East, but in the whole NBA. Nah, for real. They got off to a flying start still. Um, and defensively, they're looking monstrous. So if they can yeah. keep that up, got something special. Last thing I wanted to do, um, actually second to last, I wanted to shout out a couple rookies. Um, Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton. I'm liking the look of that guy. Because yeah. the Kings are very fun to watch. And he always stands out as like a, 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 a smart guy. Like he makes very few mistakes. He's on the floor in close games. Um, he's a knockdown shooter. Um, his assistant turnover ratio is nice as well. So mm-hmm. I like the look of him. Um, I had a couple of players I want to talk about. Uh, one second. Achua. Precious Achua from the Precious Miami Achua. Heat. Aye. Yeah. Bro, he's looking like the perfect backup for Bam Adebayo. Like, um, energy guy. He's not bulky, so he's athletic. He he, he can catch lobs. I he's still think one criticism, oh, I think he... Zion. He was guarding Zion. Yeah, 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 100%. And it's the energy, man. I still think he's a bit rough around the edges, of course, fam. He's a rookie. <laughs> rookie, exactly. But... He, he looks like he's going to be a very, very useful player going forward. And he fits in perfectly for the Miami Heat. Yeah, yeah. Like, definitely. whenever Bam came off the court, it's like, where do you get that same, even any version of what Bam brings? Uh-huh. A maybe not the playmaking, but as far as, um you know, the athleticism, the, um, the ability to defend, because he can defend on the perimeter as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I love what I'm seeing from him and... Uh, um, Lamelo Ball, he's been playing well. Um, obviously, we know he's the marquee name. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been playing well over in Charlotte. I love how they're not forcing him into the starting lineup. Like, a lot of people have this notion that, oh, because you're a high pick, you have to um, produce straight away and you have to put, um, let them show you what they can do straight away. Like, no, bro. How, about, f- we develop, how about we develop the weaknesses in his game first in terms of playing off the ball? Um, catch and shoot stuff like that yeah. then when it's all ready he can give us the keys you know what I'm saying so yeah yeah I like I like what's going on over there and then lastly Wiseman man uh, Wiseman's obviously playing well for the Warriors as well yeah yeah no you have to give credit to Wiseman man fam he's, he's running like he's running the floor like he's showing he's more than just a center a rim protector man, man's center. rebounding and pushing the ball up and he's shooting freeze bro like that that's bro. invaluable to especially the Warriors like do you know Relax. what I'm saying but a word, a quick word on um, Lamelo, like fam. I do, I do think he Devonte Graham is gonna drop out of the lineup soon, get traded. All what, what everything that they're doing for Lamelo Ball now is for him to eventually take the keys in it. Like yeah. he's going to be running that offense. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be that main man. Um, for sure. But yeah, now Lamelo Ball has started well, and look, I'm surprised that he's. I do think Lonzo has the same potential. I just think Lamelo is better in terms of application and just how he looks. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, Lamelo's a better scorer. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's get... that's a big thing though. Like Lonzo. No, no, no. That's that's what I'm saying. Lamelo's, yeah. Lamelo's got a higher ceiling. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Lamelo can potentially be. Maybe we're still yet to see, but I see him being a number one option. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Lonzo will never be a number one option. I said never ever. He'll always be a triple double type threat. Do you know what I'm saying? But he's never going to be a number one option type guy. And triple-double threat, that has to be on the perfect night for me as well. Like, Yeah, and it's not like a 30-point triple-double. It's a 10-10 and 10 triple <laughs> Yeah, yeah, them one. Them baby triple-doubles there. Fam, them, even... those, are them, those are them J-Kid triple-doubles, man. Them J-Kid <laughs> triple-doubles are valuable. Man. But last yeah. thing I wanted to ask you before we wrapped it up, innit? just someone you're excited to see develop throughout the season. Ooh. Like someone under the radar that you're excited to see them develop. Maybe you think that they're gonna have a breakout playoff um um like moment. Um just yeah, someone you're looking forward to seeing develop throughout the season. Someone I'm looking forward to seeing develop. I guess for me it's like one of my favorite players right now, like Michael Porter Jr. I mean I uh, I mean I said he was gonna have a breakout playoffs, which I think in many respects he did. He basically put himself in the in the in the public eye with how well he played in the Clippers series and and against um, the Lakers. This season the Nuggets haven't started well, but he's still been putting up numbers. There was a game Jamal Murray missed and Michael Porter dropped 30, 30 and ten. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm excited to see how he develops as a player because he is one of the best scorers in the league right now already as well, like one of the best young scorers, and he's going to develop into one of the best scorers. And all-round play, like, he literally just is a, an average defense, defense game away from being, like, almost a, a big-time, big yeah, big-time player, like a world beater, fam, do you know what I'm saying? Like a, a running mate for the, for the chip, do you see what I'm saying? And like a number two option type, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent on a championship winning team. Like that's how good this guy is. Michael Porter Jr. is the truth, man. The baller. What about you? Uh, um, the funny thing is, I had one guy in my mind. I had uh, Darius Garland. I was thinking to go with Darius Garland, and then I was like, no. I, I'm, I'm excited to see Darius Garland because I think um, coming out the draft, I thought he was going to be nice. Um, he's done well to start the season. Yeah. But, um, I'm not going to go with Darius Garland. I'm going to go with Cam Reddish. Um, I like Cam Reddish um, Bro You wouldn't believe it But coming out of that class He was the number one recruit um, For that high school class In terms of Duke Because we know Zion RJ Barrett And Cam Reddish All went college together yeah. Cam Reddish was the best player Coming into that that year Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah He was yeah. the number one player in the, in the country In his high school class Yeah um, so, um, and many yeah, people just... were even saying though that like even after everything was said and done that like Cam Reddish was the number one guy on that team. It's just that Zion and RJ got all the all the plaudits. Yeah. No, exactly. And bro, some guys just are better suited to the professional game. I.e. Devin Booker, bro. Yeah. Devin Booker came off the bench in in college. Do you get what I'm saying? So, um, I think Cam Reddish. And the fact that they kept him in the starting lineup, even though they brought in a guy like Bogdanovich, that just shows that they believe in him as far as being a two-way player. Yeah. Like, I think he can be a quality defender and um, get buckets as well. Man. But, 100%. And it ended there, man. Uh, just getting started, bro. NBA season finding its rhythm. We're getting into our rhythm in terms of covering it. Um, yeah. As Daniel said, it will be a weekly showing. Um, subscribe to the channel at Eyes on the Ball TV. Like the videos. Hit the bell button, do all of that good stuff. 
and keep looking forward man um i think we're gonna do it's every every thursday we're trying to be getting episodes out right yep every, every thursday getting episodes out so look forward to that um also look forward to nfl yeah content the playoffs is here we will be getting content out for you guys on our audio platforms playoff previews hopefully get some fans of prospective teams on maybe talk about their teams um but yeah man it's been a great episode bro um can't wait till till this nba season is in full rhythm and we're seeing guys um do their thing but um as i said like comment subscribe do all of that good stuff peoples but it's us from eyes on the ball over here <laughs> for now yeah Peace.